0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org. And may God continue to bless you. I truly say that that's your heart's cry. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14. Glorify your name, till Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Worship and the word go together. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. Worship and the word go together. Y'all know that, right? Worship and the word go together. No. Right. You don't have to stop doing one to get into the other, right? Yeah, you you know you don't have to put one away so that you can, yeah. It's you, Lord, glorify Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. I'm going to read a lot of scripture. I sure am. (laughs) I'm going to read a lot of scripture. Stay awake. Stay awake. I'm going to read a lot of scripture all right. And we're going to get our culture-making moment from scripture this morning. Mm-hmm. Fill my... Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Jesus says, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. This is the English Standard Version. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, and to another one, another one, each according to his ability. Somebody say ability. ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. Also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Come on, talk about it. Now, after a long time, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who, received, he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more. Somebody say more. More. Saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents More. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. Enter into your joy. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22. He also, and he also who had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. Someone say more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 24. He also who had received the one talent came forward and saying, Master, I knew you were a hard man, Mm. reaping where you do not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. Somebody say that word. Say afraid. Afraid. So I was afraid. Mm. I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Fill my mind till all may see it's you, Lord. Glorify your name. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answers him, verse 26 You wicked and slothful servant, you knew way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There is a title for this message. The title is Give What You've Been Given. Give what you've been given. Father, we thank you for your presence has already been here with us today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your worship. We thank you for your people, and we thank you for your promises. I thank you, Lord, that you are communicating to us that you are the God of not just enough, but more than enough. Thank you that you are allowing for us to walk into this next place where you've called us to be. And I pray that as we continue to learn more about you, that you would continue to open up the windows of heaven, continue to pour out blessings that we will not have room enough to receive. We anticipate it. We expect your word to be performed in our lives. I wish I had a church. Man, I do. We expect your word to be performed in our lives. And we'll thank you when we receive what you have said. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Yeah, give what you have. Give what you've been given. Give what you've been given. Our culture-making moment for today, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go on through um, our time together in the Word, is this concept of stewardship. A steward is the job of supervising or taking care of something such as an organization or property. And sometimes we come into the Lord's church thinking that God has given us responsibility for the church as owners. When in all actuality, God has given us responsibility as stewards. We can at times take ownership of the things that God has allowed for us to be managers of. And when we do so, we take on responsibility that's actually not our own. I'm going to go real slow this morning. <laughs> when we do so, we take on responsibility that's actually not our own. We feel the stress of it. We feel the weight of it. We feel the uninhibited like burden. And the work that God calls us to becomes toil instead of labor. But I feel like God is calling us to become a people that returns to stewardships. Can you look at somebody or type it in the screen and say, I am a steward. I am, a steward. I am, not, an I am not an owner. Do it again. Some, find somebody else. Say, I am a steward. S T E W A R D. I'll spell it for you. Type it in the screen. I am a steward. S T. I, I am not an owner. Everything God has given me, he has given it to me to manage it, yeah. not to own it, Jesus. not to own it. And we find this in this, these pa- this passage of scripture that we're focusing on this morning. I am a steward. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. I am a steward. I am not an owner. We find this in this passage of scripture that we are focusing on this morning. We find in this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 29, we find in this passage of Scripture that the owner of the things gave, divided his assets up and gave his assets away to his servants so that they could manage them while he was away. You with me? The owner of the things took his assets, divided them up, and gave his assets out to different people so that they could manage them while he was away. Now, hold on, pause. I didn't set this up correctly. We have just come out of a conversation, and we're still in our culture-making series, right? Just came out of a conversation about what it looks like to fast, and um, now we're going into a four-week conversation on what culture-making. We fast and we give. We fast and we give. And this is the first week of our conversation, our talk about what it looks like for our church to be a giving church. So there's this master, there's this man who has his ownership, has ownership of all of the things, all of his assets. And as he's going away, he gives his assets out to three different servants. And he gives his assets out to three different servants in a varying amount for each servant. To one servant, he gives five talents. To another servant, he gives two talents. And to the third servant, he gives one talent. Mm-hmm. Now, biblical historians say that a talent is equal to 6,000 denarii. Now, I was trying to research this and figure this out and try to understand how much money this was in our own particular day. And there are a lot of people that did a lot of math, but I'm going to do my own math, okay? And this is my math. You ready? Y'all can challenge it on Wednesday. That means being Bible study. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> challenge it on Wednesday. Biblical historians say that a talent is 6,000 denarii. A denarii is one day's wages. So if we're doing the math, we can say, if we take a $15 minimum wage, you see what I did there, sir? If we take a $15 minimum wage... And multiply that by the standard eight-hour day, Uh we get $120. That's a day's wages. Okay? So now multiply that by 6,000. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Thank you. (laughs) Right? Uh Multiply 120 by 6,000. And what we get when we multiply 120 by 6,000 is $720,000. So in one day, one lump sum to three different people, this man gave to the the master, the owner, Mm -hmm. gave to the first servant $3.6 million, excuse me. To the second servant, he gave $1.44 million. And to the third servant, he gave a measly $720,000. I don 't know about you, but I would be grateful for any yes, one of those amounts. Okay. I would be grateful to be able Amen. To, Amen. Be stu- <laughs> to be the steward over any of it. <laughs> to be the steward over any one of those lump sums yes, for the benefit of of me earning more while the master was away. I trust you enough mm-hmm. to manage seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars one million four hundred and forty thousand dollars or Three million at six hundred thousand dollars while I am gone. That's a lot of trust. Somebody say that's a lot of trust. That's a lot of trust. So now we can focus on the amounts that were given, and say that they are a large sum of money. And that's that's beautiful. But can I? Can we just agree that they all had the same opportunity to do something with what they were given? Yeah. Can we just agree yeah. that those lump sums, all of them, had the same amount of time? Mm-hmm even if they didn't have the same amount of resources. All of them had the same ability, even if they, didn't, if they didn't do what they were supposed to do with it. And here's the first point. God doesn't call us to equal gifts. God calls us to equal sacrifice. Amen. God does not call us to equal gifts. God calls us to equal sacrifice. If you look at verse 16, the first man had five talents, and he doubled five talents. He literally went from $6.3 million to double $3.6 million while the master was away. Listen here, David, hush. And then in verse 17, in two talents, this man, this person, this servant, excuse me, I should not be gendering these individuals because they're not gendered in scripture. Please forgive me for that. This servant went from $1.44 million to Double that while the master was away. But the third servant had $720,000 and they hid it. You may not have what I have, but you can do what I do. (laughs) You may not have the amount of gift that I have, But you can do exactly what I do. And what is it that I do? What is it that the first servant and the second servant did? They risked it all. For For the purpose of giving the master what the master was owed. They risked Everything, and if you allow yourself to walk into your calling of stewardship, you will realize that you should not be burying what God gave you, you should be offering it to God as a living sacrifice. Everything God gave me, I give it back to Him. My mind belongs to God, my body belongs to God. Come on, church, my heart belongs to God, my thoughts. They belong to God. My money, it belongs to God. Everything I am and everything I'm not at all belongs to God. Somebody say it belongs to God. Belongs Belongs to God. God. It it doesn't belong to me. I don't own it. I am just managing it. So I give everything that God gave me, I give it back to God because it's not mine anyway. (laughs) It's not mine anyway. He just let me borrow it for a little bit. I don't know what you have. I don't know what you've been given. But he just let me borrow this praise for a little bit. He just let me borrow this mind of his for a little bit. He just let me borrow this body for a little bit. And I offer it back to him as a living sacrifice. And I pray that it is holy and acceptable to my king. Hallelujah. It's yours anyway. It's yours anyway. Anyway, second thing, if you just look at it, if you just look at what happened in scripture, you'll see in verse 22 or 20 and 21, what happened was when the first two, the first servants, they they gave what God gave to them or what the master, excuse me, gave to them, they gave it, they risked it all, as it were. They risked it all. Somebody needs to risk it all. I ain't had it in my notes nowhere. Somebody needs to get a risk-it-all kind of spirit. You need to stop being so careful and risk it all. You need to put everything on the altar, and you need just need to risk it all. Whatever God gave you, just put it all out there so that God can breathe into what he's given you and give you get, put his super into your natural, and you will see more than you could have. Somebody say risk it all. Risk it all. Risk it all. Risk it all. You need to risk it all. God is looking in verse 21 22 um, he says that you were faithful over a little, you will be ruler over much for the first servant for the second servant he says in verse 22 and 23 you've been faithful over a little I 'll make you ruler over much In verse 24 and tw- through 27 all we hear are excuses and punishment. We hear from this other mat- this other servant, this other third servant, the one that was given a, a little bit. <laughs> as it were, a a little bit. You hear from him a whole bunch of excuses, and I learned a poem a few years ago that says excuses are monuments of nothingness that build bridges that lead to nowhere. (laughs) Those that use these tools of incompetence are seldomly good for anything else. They're excuses, excuses, excuses. All you give are excuses. And you get punishment because of those excuses. The second point that I have is that God is looking for results. He's not looking for excuses. In the third servant's example, God is uh, God. the third servant says that I was afraid because I know that you sow where you have not reaped and you you, you, you reap where you have not sown. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to get what you wanted, so I just put it away. I put it, I put it in my drawer. You gave me that book idea, but I wrote it in my journal. I thought it was a good idea. I knew it was a, I knew it was a God idea, but I just wrote it down in my journal, and I figured I'd get to it sometime. You know, I'll, I'll get around to it. You, you gave me the desire to build that business. I know you did. And I wrote the business plan to the best of my ability. But it's saved in my computer, in that folder, sitting there. I know what you told me to do. I even wrote it down. (laughs) But I buried it. Because I wanted to make sure that I had all of my ducks in a row. I wanted to make sure that I knew exactly what you wanted me to do. I wanted to make sure that when I took the first step that I would be able to get to the end. And God is not asking for us to know that we're going to get to the end. God is asking us to take a step. God is not asking us to know how it's going to end. God is asking us to trust him in the beginning. God is not going to bless your fear. God is going to bless your faith. You write things down in fear, you will always... I feel like preaching just a little bit. You write things down in fear, you will always operate in fear. And fear will stifle activity. God wants you to put fear away. Walk in faith. We don't talk about the 11 disciples that stayed in the boat. We talk about Peter because he got out of the boat. Did you hear what I said? We don't talk about the 11 that stayed in the boat. We talk about Peter because he got out of the boat. And I wish I had a few people that have a get out of the boat kind of faith. I feel church. I wish I had a few people that had a get out of the boat kind of faith. Talk about me if you want to, but I'm going to get out of my boat. Hallelujah. You can laugh at me if you need to, but I'm going to get out of my boat. You can criticize me and tell me I'm too much, or it doesn't take all of that. But by God's grace, as you're talking about me, I'm going to get out of my boat. And hallelujah, the steps of this good man are going to be ordered to somebody. Say ordered. They're going to be ordered by the Lord. And he's going to delight, hallelujah. He's going to delight in my way. Get out of the boat. You will never receive what God has for you if you stay in the boat. Get out of the boat. If I stay afraid, I'll stay the same. Write that down. If I stay afraid, I will stay the same. But it's time for me to get out of the boat. Come on, church. It's time for us to get out of the boat. It's time for us to get out. Get out of the boat and do what God said do. Don't just write it down. Do something with it. Don't just put it in your your book. Do something with it. As you've written down your vision, write the vision and make it plain. Not just so it's written down, but write it down and make it plain so that they can run. Come here right here so that they can run! So, <laughs> can you do me a favor, run around run. this shirt? I'm sorry, I'm breaking your oh, oh, arm, <laughs> so, They can run! That read it! Amen, Y'all looking for people to just read the vision and say, good job! I'm pulling on her, I apologize. <laughs> but we need people that are runners, not just readers. We, we need people that are runners, I'm sorry. <laughs> We need people that are runners, not just readers. Y'all are writing things down, and you're sharing them with people, and it's beautiful what you've written, but you ain't do a doggone thing. Get it! Yeah, yeah. Get out of your boat! Get out of it! Get out of it. God's calling for action in this season. Who's ready to get out of the boat today? Type it on the screen, I'm going to get out of my boat. I'm going to get out of my boat. I'm going to be a runner. I'm not just going to be a reader. I'm going to get out of my boat. I'm going to get out of my boat. I'm going to do what God says do. I'm going to be who God says be. And I'm going to have everything God says I'm supposed to have. I got one more point. And we are here right now. God says, God says in this last, in this last, um, as he's talking to the uh, the, uh, servants that he's given his resources to, he says, take the talent in verse number 28. After he rewarded the first two. I'm gonna make you a ruler because you did something. I'm gonna make you a ruler because you did something. You doubled it. I'm gonna make you a ruler because you did something. You doubled it. He says to the third one. He says to the other servants. Excuse me. Take the talent from the one that has only one still, and give it to the one that has ten. Take that business idea from the one who has only one business idea. Give it to the person who has tried and failed ten times. Take that book idea from the one who has a great outline and give it to the one that has written ten books and self-published all of them. <laughs> take, take it. Take that from this one and give it to the one who's done something with it. The last point for this morning, after God is looking for not equal gifts and equal sacrifice, after God is looking for us to have results and not excuses, this, this verse, these verses point to us that God will give seed to the sower. God's going to give seed. He's not going to give seed to somebody that just wants seed. God's going to give seed to the sower. The one that just puts their seed in their shed, your seeds will die. Do you hear me? The one that just puts their seeds in the drawer, your seed will die. But God is looking for people that are willing to sow what God has given them. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply your seed, will supply you seed for sowing and increase your harvest for righteousness. Those words are not just my words. Those words are the words of Paul that are written down in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse number 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God's not just looking for you to get to pray to God for seed so you can have bigger barns. God is looking for you to pray to him for seed so that you can use that seed to plant that seed and to create multiple streams of income. Is anybody here? Is anybody here? God did not just give you that idea. He did not give you those resources just so you can have the idea and you can have the resources. If you don't sow it, you will not reap God's harvest over your life. <laughs> My God. Ask me how I know. <laughs> These principles of scripture do not just work for our personal life states. They also work in the lives of businesses and organizations. You know, this church has been blessed with some resources over our time. Say amen, somebody. Amen. This church has been blessed with some resources over our time. And one of the things that I've realized about Redeemer is Redeemer is a giving church. Yeah, the Lord true. has blessed this church yeah. with amazing, an amazing amount of resources, yeah. and we have been willing to sow into the neighborhood yeah. for the benefit of reaping a harvest. Yeah. And there is this plot of land over there uh-huh. that God gave this church so that we could do what God called us to do with it. Mm-hmm. But some time has passed, you know. Come on, <laughs> Come on church. I... Come on. Some time has passed, oh. you know. And as that time has passed, we were wondering what in the world is God going to do with us, for through us, for the neighborhood, with regard to the land that God, you know where I'm going? Thank you. I appreciate you. With what, the land that God gave us. And so we're trying to figure it out, wondering what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to do it. And Somehow, some way, somebody said, Let's sow what God gave us. Yeah. 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 Let's sow what God gave us, literally. Yeah. And we created a garden. Yeah. Yeah. We created a garden so that the neighborhood could eat. Yeah. We created a garden so that the neighborhood, yeah. so that the na- not knowing that there was going to be a pandemic, we created. A garden uh-huh. so that the neighborhood could eat. Not knowing that gentrification was we've yeah. created yeah. a garden so that the neighborhood, not knowing what was gonna happen, we might have been in a place where the panthers were. We just need to know that the people need to eat. So let's teach them how to work the land. We just created something. We sold what God gave to us back to God. And I will offer that the verse of scripture that we read in Math in I'm sorry, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Can I offer that that land that was sown to the neighborhood, the Lord gave this church more seed to be sown in the form of an almost six-figure grant? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Almost six figures worth of finances were given to this church. So because we sold what God gave us and we are using the gift that God gave to sow some more. Hello, church. If we would have just sat on what God gave us, if we would have sat on the resources that God decided to land in our lap. We would have literally maybe had to sell it by now. But God gives seed to the sower. God will allow for what he's given you when you give it back to God. God will give you more to be sown. He will allow for your increase to come from your giving. Now, some of y'all, stop, David. Some of y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all are wondering, some of y'all are wondering why, how, when, where. I don't feel like I have enough to pay my bills. I don't feel like I have enough to give what I'm supposed to give. I don't feel like I can meet my requirements. How are you asking me, God, to give what I'm supposed to give that it seems like it's going to be too much? I don't want you to testify, but I want. If we wouldn't have sown, if we wouldn't have sown that land, would we have what we needed to keep the land? It would have been a little bit difficult, right? It would have been a little, but when you, when you sow, <laughs> when you sow and you give what you're supposed yeah. to give to God, God will make what is hard for you. Hey, hey, come on, let go. He'll show you how easy it is yeah. for him. Little oh is much yeah. where yeah, the yeah, Lord yeah, yeah. is in it. I am here to challenge. to you. I'm glad I don't take karate because I'm going to go through that. God is challenging us today to give as God has given to you. You may not have tied through this whole pandemic, but now is the time to start getting back to spiritual discipline. You may not have given to God all throughout your time of coming to Christ, Because you don't think God is going to reward your faithfulness. He doesn't give seed to somebody that prays for seed. God gives seed to the sower. Become a sower. He doesn't give seed to you because you just want seed. God gives seed to the sower become a sower and watch not only will your bank account increase your <laughs> in, your yeah. ideas of generation your generation yeah. of ideas will increase yeah. the ability that you have to not just generate ideas but to make those ideas come to life they will increase the things that God has given you to have ideas and the generation of those ideas the ideas will merge with your contacts and, and the hey! contacts contacts that God needs you to have, they will all come to life. And not only will the idea and the generation of the idea and the contacts come together, but God will give you more to have one business and two businesses and three businesses and four, four books, five books.
1: Whatever
0: it is that God gave yeah. you to do, watch him do it. Some of y'all are saying, yeah, I ain't got none of those ideas. But you ain't homeless. Amen. 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 You ain't homeless. Some of y'all are trying to figure out. I don't have all of that. I don't have that talent. Your talent is not one of your children are in jail. That's enough. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Whoo! My Lord. Some of y'all are waiting to try to figure out what your talent is. Maybe you just need to start giving. Maybe you just need to start giving. Give what you have and watch God give back to you. I wish somebody would type in the screen, give it back to God. Give it back to God. Give it back to God. God gave you that money. It's time for you to give it back to God. God gave you that talent. It's time for you to give it back to God. God gave you that brilliant mind that you have for the arts, for the sciences, for management, for leadership, for accounting, for social media, for problem solving. Some of y'all are trying to figure out, do I want to plug back in during this pandemic? Do I want to continue to work at this church during this pandemic? Is God calling me away from here or is God calling me to plug in even more? Give it back, give it back to God. Whatever you have, Give it back to God. If it ain't here, give it somewhere. Find somewhere to sow and watch. You will reap the harvest that God has for you. You will reap the harvest God has for you. You can only receive your more when you give what you already have. And God said if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. <laughs> My Lord, you will eat the good of the land. It's time to give. It's time to give. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. And it's time to give. It's time to give. Time to give. Time to give. Time to give. give. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. When you give, when you pray, when you fast. Every one of those in Matthew chapter 6, they end with a reward. And the reward of giving here is you will be enriched in every way. And you will be generous in every way. And we will be praising God with you. 2 Corinthians, chapter nine, verses ten and eleven. The doors of the church are open. <clears throat> I went over about five minutes. I do apologize, but I don't apologize. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. The call right now is for salvation. The call right now is for sal- for restoration, and the call right now is for membership. The call right now is for salvation. <clears throat> Bible says if you want to go to heaven, there's only one way to get there. One name under heaven whereby everybody must be saved. And You're trying to do what you want to do the way that you want to do it, and it's okay, but it's not really working out. You know it. I know it. We all know it. You know it. It's not working out. You're trying really hard, and you've, you've got gifts, but you're using them with your own ability. Give, give your life to God. Give your life to God never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Now is the time and today is the day. All you have to do is say, Lord, thank you for this life, but I have no idea what I'm doing with it. I ask that you would be my Lord and my savior. I believe that you lived and died and rose again. Now you sit at the right hand of the Father praying for me every single day. I accept you as my Lord and I I accept you as my Savior, and I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer for the first time in your whole entire life, just put an emoji in or say, it's me, however you want to do it. Or if you're in the room and you prayed that prayer for the first time in your life, just say, it's me. This call is for restoration. That was for salvation. This is for restoration. You've already been saved, but you've walked away from the Lord. You know you're not doing what God asked you to do living how God asked you to live many of us have walked away there's always opportunity to return back say amen somebody you need to be restored in your relationship with Christ now is your time again today is your day please just say Lord I thank you for saving me when you did I'm coming back to you God's timing is perfect, isn't it? All Giving back all the tools You, you gave to me—hands, me. My, 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 my ears, my voice, my eyes—use them as You please. I've emptied out, my cup. I emptied out my cup so that You can fill it up. This is restoration. So this is restoration. I'm not sure if those who are watching are looking for a church home, but if you are here looking for a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. It's real quiet. I know that there are voices in hand somewhere in this room. Redeemer is a great place to call home. Join with us as we follow God together, and we ask for God to help us learn how to give what we have. Is there one? Just put an emoji in the screen or say it to me. Raise your hand or say it to me, whatever it is, whatever you need to do. Those two, put an emoji in the screen or raise your hand in some way. That would be great. We will find you. We will review this message. We will review this service. We will find you and we will follow up with you. Is there one? Stay with me, don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere just because we sing and we're not done yet, we're not done yet. The reason why we're not done is because you're still in your boat. Still in your boat. Don't go nowhere, don't go nowhere. You're still in your boat. You're still in your boat the only way you can get out is by risking it all. I'm asking this last call is for an offering. (laughs) Last call is for you to start giving Again, y'all don't like to hear people talk about giving and I'm okay with it because I'm gonna talk about it for four weeks. It's okay. Y'all don't like to hear people talk about giving, but I'm not asking you to give so that I can be blessed. Amen. I'm asking you to give so that you, you can be blessed. So that you All right. can be blessed. It's time to get out of the boat. Go to the website. You may not be in the church, go to the website. Click on those three little lines up in the top. You know, on the right-hand corner. There's three little lines, you know. Click on that, and you you go down. It's real big, and it's real red. It says online giving. Isn't that right? It's real big, and it's real red. It says online giving. Click, Click on that. You can give as a guest anonymously, or you can give as a member. Create an account, give as a member, and at the end of the year, we'll tell you how much you gave. However you want to do it, so you can get your tax break at the end of the year. However you want to do it, I'm not asking you to do this for us. I'm asking you to get out of your boat and give what God has given you so that God can give you more seed to sow in different ways. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you for your giving. And I declare by God's grace that we will receive everything God has for us. If that's you, just clap your hands and give God praise. Clap your hands and give God praise i